You're listening to oneofus.net. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Time is a flat circle, which only means there's a new season of True Detective. And Night Country is the new subtitle for this season. Season four of True Detective. It's finally out. Uh, we've been waiting uh, quite a while since the third season. I think the third one came back in 2018, I believe. And um, and I thought it was a very strong season after season two's blah, 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 blah. And, uh, <laughs> and of course, the masterful season one. So there was a lot of anticipation with this new season, uh, which was written, pr- I think, all of them were written and directed by uh, Issa Lopez, who her claim to fame was uh, Tigers Not Afraid, the great uh, horror movie uh, that came out a few years back. So we also had Jodie Foster as the new true detective. And then, of course, uh, we also have uh, Kali Reese as uh, Evangeline Navarro, and Jodie Foster plays uh, Liz Danvers. And great, we have two new detectives teaming up again to figure out a, a crazy murder mystery that happens in Ennis, Alaska, and it's the beginning of the darkest night, where in Alaska, it is uh, perpetually dark for, I don't know, like a month or two or something like that, just something. Six months. Six months. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Never mind. Uh, I was giving him a little grace. <laughs> so You were uh, thinking of 30 days of night. I was thinking of 30 days <laughs> of night, which this whole show was reminding me of, I was like, I, I, you know, this is not spoilers, are, sorry, there's no vampires in there, but I was like, oh man, there's a vampire though. <laughs> I'd be totally cool with that. Uh, but it's a, a twisty, turny uh, uh, story like all the other seasons, except for season two. And uh, I'm going to dog season two a lot in this uh, review, so whatever. Um, but with me today to try to figure out the mystery of the night country, I have Neil. Hello, hello. And I have Sarah Jane. Hey, hi, howdy. So uh, the this story takes place, again, in Ennis, Alaska, where... There is uh, uh, Navarro, played by uh, Callie Reese, and uh, and Jodie Foster's Liz Danvers. They're basically, they're called in uh, to figure out what happened to the scientists at the local uh, Tassal, is that how you pronounce it? Um, Salal. Salal uh, lab, where they're figuring out weird shit over there. And so they don't know what happened, but all of the scientists disappeared uh, one evening. Uh, I think it was the first day of the, the longest night. And, um, and but we are slightly introduced to some of the, the characters. And then one of them basically has a freak out and then all the lights turn off and then they're all gone and disappeared. And uh, once, uh, you know, I don't necessarily think this is a spoiler because they kind of show this in the trailers and uh, and this is kind of like the whole thing of the show is that all of them are found in the ice and they're all frozen to death but they look like they have seen a ghost or they're terrified to death and frozen and they have familiar markings so i will say uh and this is not necessarily spoilery but 
if you have seen at least season one, that's a good thing because there are some allusions to the first season with like Carcosa, with the the spiral uh, symbol that you see on any of the death victims uh, and or the murder victim death victims murder victims in season one, and even a certain family is mentioned uh, as a part of a, a, a corporation uh, that's involved with this whole story. So it's like, ooh, this is really cool how they're kind of tying some pieces together. But anyway. Uh, one thing leads to other. We get to know uh, our detectives uh, further and further and the the wounds and scars that they have from their past. And uh, I thought it was a pretty good run of a season. So I'd love to hear what you guys think about this. Neil, how did you uh, lead the way? Um, I went in setting the bar high, not just as it, it's true detective, but Jodie friggin Foster. Yeah. Like we haven't seen a lot from her lately. And when's the last time we really seen like her get to sink her teeth in on something meaty tv like a a season yeah not just showing up and out on a like a made for tv movie but a season and this character she is incredible in this spot because this character you kind of like oh it's like almost the rough and tough sheriff of the wild west town um and as the layers are pulled back like you still kind of want to root and like her but she is this ball of rage and grief and and thorns and makes it impossible for anyone really to get close, which the show does a fairly good job of not fixing it, but showing it. I mean, doling it out and for us to yeah. empathize with her with her more so, not just to think that she's an asshole and then figure out like, <laughs> for just being an asshole sake. Exactly. Right. Like there's there's reasons now we looked this up before him, but this is the shortest of the four seasons That's six mm-hmm. episodes where the rest are eight. I think the show could have handled at minimum, another episode, if not two, because of our two leads, yeah. they are so interesting and I don't need the show to answer everything mm-hmm. in the mystery, but I really, I, I will put on the show to tell me a bit more or as much as they can about the characters. There's, there's a wreck that wrecks her life. There's Navarro has, uh, she served in the military and is in, in, in Iraq or Af- in Afghanistan, and something traumatic and strange happened, and we really don't get enough of that. Like, we barely get it. Not, not that they explained and connected all the dots, yeah. but they connected like two dots, and you see a shitload <laughs> of dots elsewhere, and there's no line. They could have – those two are so good, and these characters are so interesting, it could have held up to one to two episodes more to be on even par with the other seasons, at least in count. Quality-wise right. – one is going to be the king forever, the yellow king, the blue king. The yellow king, king <laughs> Well, we had two We had two allusions to the blue king, which is another Lovecraftian yeah. kind of thing. But it will stay king. But this one makes, a, in my opinion, a very good swing at it. And it is a very close two. And if you're going to order the seasons. And it's right. a lot of it is those two. Those two main characters, those actresses, are fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I... Um... One of the other complaints I had about season two was that it felt so bloated and not knowing exactly where to focus your attention on any of the characters. Because at first it was like, okay, I guess I'm supposed to really be focusing on Colin Farrell and Vince Vaughn and then Rachel McAdams and Taylor Kitsch. And then there was like another cop. What was like, well, what the fuck? Who? who am I? And again, it's like likability as well. 
and then having it like scaling back to just two characters again in season three is like, all right, this is my shit. I like this. And then the same thing with this is like, yes, I want to just, there's a, there's a lot going on. The mystery is always really interesting because you want them to succeed to figure it out and solve it. But I really want to know the mystery of them and uncover that mm-hmm. more so because that's way more fascinating. But Sarah Jane, what'd you think about season four? Um, I really liked it. I see some complaints from people who said mm-hmm. that the two leads don't have chemistry. And I'm like, what the fuck show are you watching? I mean, I didn't have a problem with them at all. No. And to Neil's point, I mean, I really love Jodie Foster. And mm-hmm. I was so excited to see that she was going to be the lead in this. And so she did not disappoint. I mean, you know, I, I, I just... I could have watched another couple episodes like you. I mean, she was great. And I wasn't familiar um, with, I'm sorry, I've forgotten her name. Kaylee Rice. Yeah. uh, Yeah, Kaylee Rice. She was great, too. I mean, um, you know, we didn't really get to see what her trauma was. But, you know, there was some things with her mom, obviously her sister that she was trying to deal with. Oh, yeah. Plus, just all the shit in the town anyway. Um, <clears throat> the way that they, um, the white people treat the native people, um, yeah. you know, and the mine. And there was just, she was just dealing with, you know, all kinds of shit and being a trooper. Right. Um, you know, and she got, dem- well, I don't know if it was demoted necessarily, but she was, you know, working with Liz and then, um, you know, something happened that we didn't find out for quite a while. Right. Like, well, I got the I got the impression she she left because I think part of Danvers they have I agree with you they have chemistry it's not what everyone expects it's like Mentos and soda it just explodes right. they don't <laughs> but it's Danvers is one of the people she's most mad at is Navarro because she she left her she abandoned her after this incident that we learn more and more about yeah right. you you left because. Uh, Navarro's not on this case originally because she really wants it. She's like, no, you left. You're not part of this. You're mm-hmm. a trooper. Go to trooper. Like, she's upset yeah. she abandoned her and left after mm-hmm. that right. deal they went through. Because that's the other thing, too, is that Jodie Foster's uh, Danvers is, like you said earlier, so thorny that no one wants to work with her anyway. Like, uh, we. That's why she's there. Right, exactly. So she. Uh... She was, I think, in, in Anchorage or Judah. Or I don't know where the hell she was. They before. keep mentioning Fairbanks. It's Fairbanks. 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 Yeah. Fairbanks. Yeah. So Christopher Elkelson, Doctor Who, uh, he <laughs> is, I guess, the chief chief in Fairbanks, uh, and they've had a relationship in the past. And he comes in to kind of basically swing and dick, saying, "Hey, we're going to take <laughs> over this case." <laughs> uh, and take over this case uh, because this is, uh, you know, a big fucking thing and you guys are small fry. And uh, and of course, Danvers, like with her pride, says, no, it's ours. And of course, Navarro gets roped into it because there's also another uh, factor in this whole uh, mystery is that it involves a uh, a case that was never solved. Uh, the case of the, uh, the murder of Annie Kay who was a uh, an activist and also uh, a local in the the town and uh, and this is also another part of the story is that there is a mine in the town that is basically polluting the water uh, that is uh, maybe uh, increasing the uh, rates of stillbirths and uh, and babies you know dying well and, and the mine is the town it's 50% it's 90s uh, the town yeah employs the town 
all the revenue that keeps literally the lights on. Mm-hmm. So it's like it is such an embedded part of the town. And if you're against it, you're you're basically you're against as, the town. You're mm-hmm. against the town. Yeah. So that creates a lot of tension. Not just what are they doing to the environment and stuff, but just they control everything because they are everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting to see the uh, the natives uh, that live there uh, and that Navarro is a part of that as well. And her finding her identity uh, as one of the, the, the native people from Alaska in general. And it's, it's having this kind of confliction of being like on as a cop who more or less is like has to be on the mind side because they're like, we're like, we're just trying to defend ourselves and all these activists are painting graffiti on our buildings and blah, 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 blah. Um, all that shit is just, it's so interesting. We, we do have other characters in this. We have uh, another uh, cop that's there uh, played uh, by John Hawks uh, as Hank Pryor, who John Hawks has always been good in everything that he's done. I remember him in freaking blue street with Martin Lawrence. He, he was even good in that. He's good at everything. Um, and his son, who's also on the force, uh, as Peter Breyer, as uh, Finn Bennett, uh, plays Peter, uh, who's basically the, let's say, surrogate son for uh, for Danvers and also is, like, at her beck and call <laughs> in any given moment, which is also conflicting with his relationship with his wife and his uh, very young son. We also have a awesome, like, kind of just a... Uh, in the background of uh, uh, performance by Fiona Shaw, who you might remember mm-hmm. as uh, Queen Koopa uh, from the Mario Brothers, uh, <laughs> as Rose uh, Angenou. And uh, there's a couple of interesting things. She's very, um, she's like the, the lady that like outside of the town that no one really wants to deal with, except for Navarro, uh, who finds her very interesting and they smoke weed together. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, she also is very one with, the spiritual world in a lot of ways where also Navarro is having a lot of visions uh, and uh, not understanding if this is a part of her native side or she going uh, crazy because that's, you know, what more or less happened to her mother. So she is just going down a a spiral, as you could say. Don't Uh, confuse mental illness with the spiritual world. One of my favorite lines from Fiona Shaw's character. This is great. Um, but I, I'd love to hear, uh, again from, from you two, uh, like what was, uh, what'd you think about the, the mystery and how it was all like unfolded and how it did unfold as well Sarah, Jane, I would love to hear. Um, I, you know, I really like this episode because a, there was a, a, it felt like, or not this episode, the show felt like the thing. I mean, I was getting a lot of, sure. you know, Carpenter vibes in this. And I think she said that, uh, Issa Lopez said that that was um, a big uh, influence on her. But I loved it because um, unlike the other seasons, which were, you know, hot and sweaty and sticky and close yeah. and masculine, this was just like icy and sparse. But you had women and, you know... I, I just, I really loved it. Um, Mm -hmm. The mystery, I wasn't sure how they were really going to wrap it up in this this last episode. I was like, oh shit, there's so many things. And then when I thought, oh, this can't be it. No, you know, then they gave me some more. So I was, I I was satisfied. 
Um, I think I still had a few questions, but it's not like, you know, I'm mad about it. Yeah. They don't have, like, um, I think Neil said maybe before we were recording, they don't need to tell us everything. You know, it's fine if there's some ambiguity. So, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I thought, uh, and I thought the one resolve where we find out um, how they, how the Meatsicle, I'll call them all the Salal guys, <laughs> came about. Uh, uh, the, um, it's not the makeup, but the effects are whoever built that. It looks so great. It oh, was yeah. amazing. Props to those guys. Um, <clears throat> but the way that was solved, I was like, fuck yeah. That was not where I thought that was going at all. And I was like, yes, that is perfect. I don't want to spoil it, but. Yeah, I know. And it's, it's hard to not talk about like specific things that happen in it because you're like, oh, yeah, and that and that. Because uh, it definitely, you know, adds to the, trying to solve the mystery. But the, yeah. I did really <clears throat> enjoy uh and I was very satisfied with how that was finally resolved mm-hmm. uh, and and how that was discovered uh, and the way that it was discovered, too. I really, really thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, but yeah, Neil, what do you think? I completely agree. I was very satisfied with it, that it still walked the line of what is what was logical and what was potentially supernatural. Mm-hmm. That you yes. didn't get every of it, because even without going into spoilers, when the story is told, it's uh well there was a way out for these scientists, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't given for some reason. Like, uh, hard, I'm walking the line. I'm not doing spoilers, but <laughs> I, I was I was You're very doing satisfied. a great season four job <laughs> with that. I, I just I, the only I think it's lacking is that we could have got more of these characters, but the the, yeah. the mystery. And it, it parallels one that one had you thought it was very straightforward, but there were little things. And in the season finale of one, so, a character sees something. You're like, wait, are we really seeing that? What the yeah. fuck is this? When <laughs> Rust sees potentially the entrance to Carcosa drug or, episode kind of kicking in again. Is it that? Is it stress? Is it everything? This one did something similar of you don't 100 percent know. And it it worked. It worked really well. Yeah. Um, well, with that, let's go into final thoughts. Uh, Sarah Jane, how about you lead the way? You know, I was kind of the opposite of Neil when I was going into this. I didn't have my expectations like super high because mm. there's no way that any season, and even if uh, Nick Pizzolato, whatever his name is, is involved, because it's when he wasn't, um, right. I don't think he's going to top one. I mean, that's like one of the best. Uh, I don't know how many episodes there were, eight yeah. uh, episodes of television I have ever seen. You know, it's up there. So the, I don't think anything is going to touch that. Um, the other seasons, two, I guess, like you guys, I didn't hate it, but it's probably my least favorite. Yeah. Three, I only watched just about three months ago. So that's really fresh. And I thought oh, that wow. that story was... Um, I thought that was terrific. I really enjoyed yeah. that. I thought um, both lead actors were great. Everyone was great in that. So this one, I was like, oh, I don't know. It's it's, But it's got Foster. I'm excited. Anyway, so I really enjoyed it. I looked forward to every episode. I thought the performances were amazing. Shout out again to Finn Bennett. I've never seen him in Man. anything else before. Apparently, he's Irish or English. 
and you wouldn't even know it because his accent. Yes, I looked it up on Wikipedia, which he didn't even have a page when the show started. So somebody's actually put it in there. He doesn't have wow. very many credits, so I'm just I'm just going by Wikipedia. But he was phenomenal, and I hope I see him in a bunch of other things. Um, the same with. Uh, Sorry, I forgot her name again. I'm oh, Callie Reese. Callie Reese, thank you so much. I'm sorry. The same with her. I think she was great. I mean, is she's like an MMA, MMA fighter, right? Yeah, she was like a boxer or something like that. It was like her first thing. She it was like a documentary yeah. about her, and then she started acting. This is like her third role or something. She held her own with Foster. Fuck, I mean, yeah, I thought did. they were great. And I again, I was happy to see Fiona Shaw, Christopher Eccleston. Um, so I, I really loved it. So I'm just going to give it um, eight out of ten women of Ennis taking matters into their own hands. <laughs> uh, Neil, what are your final thoughts? Went in hoping to love it and loved it. Um, Jodie Foster is one of the goats and continues to prove it. Um this one takes a serious swing at season one and I think does a pretty good job of, of the payoff. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought of this while we were recording, but it's literally this. We spend a season with these characters literally in the dark, searching for themselves. It's not just the mystery, mm-hmm. but the mystery right. themselves. Yeah. And it's done very well, very clever and better, very satisfying. Um, I'm going to give it 9 out of 10. It's going to lose a half point each for the two episodes it didn't have. Uh, <laughs> 9 out of 10 oranges out of nowhere going nowhere. Mm. God damn it. That was going to be mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you could do uh, one-eyed polar bears. There you go. Uh, I, I I loved it just like you two. And um, I, I thought that, uh, again, the – exploration of uh of detectives i think are and cops are is very interesting because definitely in this day and age where they're not necessarily looked too kindly um, i think well i'm sorry i said a cab yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it's uh what I what I love about how the the first show was presented and then the the following seasons is that it is going about this like with a very film noir touch have very like conflicted characters and damaged characters and trying to figure them out. And the fact that they're cops is making it very interesting because like where like they're blurring lines a lot of the time. And then uh, most of the time you're also trying to figure out, you know, who are they? Like, where do they come from? Why do they have these scars? What did they do? And that becomes more of what the mystery is. I think that is really, really interesting and cool as a, you know, a way to explain a plot and, and to uh, experience these characters while at the same time trying to discover and solve this mystery. And usually it's a murder. And, uh, and it always kind of ups the ante uh, in, uh, in every season, it seems like. Where season three, I think, is like the most grounded. Uh, and this was where like, okay, back to basics, fucking crazy. And because there's nothing like the season or uh, the episode two cold open um, with the, the meat popsicle and figuring it out and like looking at them and then something crazy happens. It was one of the most surreal things <laughs> I've ever seen in TV before. It was fucking awesome and it paid off so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it leads this. Yeah. Like what you're saying, Neil earlier is that there is this, 
great line that they're crossing between of like, wait, is this supernatural or is this really happening? Or is it them just kind of going crazy because they're drinking the, the sludge from the water? Like, what's going on here? And I just loved how it unfolded. It was, uh, I loved how it was telling also the story about the, the, the native uh, people there of Venice and then um, against the, the, the mine itself. I thought it was all awesome. I, I, I absolutely loved it. So I'm going to give it 9 out of 10. Oh, I don't know. One-eyed polar bears or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. I, I had a good idea somewhere, but maybe someone took it. So I don't know. <laughs>